he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bolotified, the one and only podcast about event, entertainment, and engagement. I'm Anthony Bolotta, your official Bolotified podcaster, along with Alex Apostolides. <laughs> Just love saying that. My cohort in crime. Good day, Alex. Hello, and I love the way you say my name because it sounds so joyous and, <laughs> and like, you know, when I walk into a room I'm and you say it that way, I'm expecting confetti cannons to just start going off, you know, and, and then a standing ovation and flowers <laughs> in the wings. And so could you make all that happen along with the way you say my name? Because, you know, Absol- girl can absolutely. use some flowers. <laughs> absolutely. It's all about engagement. Yeah. It's all about the experience. Yeah, that's right. Right. So and I am an experience. You Oh, you're the you're a terrific experience. Aww, Anybody who gets to, to walk in your path, or walk next to you, or follow you, or meet you, is a very lucky person. No. Oh, thank you. I think thank so. You, thank you. And you know me with people. <laughs> you're people who needs people. Come on. I am. I am peoples who need peoples. We all are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are. Another week. Another week, almost the end of October already. And uh, yeah, right. And we're finding ourselves getting busier and busier in the proposal stages and uh, also in the contracting stages with some of our clients moving into uh, the uh, holiday months and then into 2022. Uh, Looks like people are beginning to at least start to want to plan Mm -hmm. for next year. You're seeing that to be true, Alex? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Busy? In fact, I'm, I'm ha- yeah, because we're, I'm having people go, wait a minute. They, they want, they need this right away and it's not until next June. I said, yes, but they need it right away. So let's get it to them right away because they're planning. It's really funny because two years ago, the book, would, the calendar would have opened immediately. There would have been no question about needing a hold this soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting how, you know, the last, 18 months has really played havoc on us and on our brains. Yes. Although I I am going to say, I don't feel because of the good grace of, of one of my clients, I don't feel like I ever really got out of it because they were keeping me hopping throughout the last year. Uh, so you don't I mean, feel but as... it was only one client, but it was still, they kept me hopping. Right, right. No, we, we, I mean, we were, I think a little lighter last year, but we kept ourselves busy, right? Yes. We mm-hmm. tried to stay in people's faces and let them know that we were still around. And, uh, you know, we just tried to let people Re-invent. know. We're, right. We had right, to do we were, some we... of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I feel like we took the opportunity to try to create new avenues and to do some work that you otherwise don't get the opportunity to do because it's not 
it's kind of not on the front lines type of work, you know, right. it's the stuff right. that needs to be done, but you, it, it always gets pushed off. So right. I do feel like we, at least there was a steady flow um, for us, for me, for you. Um, and, you know, and now of course it's really heating up, which is good. Yeah. Well, also last year we were really um, pivoting. Pivot! <laughs> we were pivoting to virtual <laughs> and we spent a lot of time trying to curate uh, entertainment for virtual. And the funny thing about virtual that I'm finding is that, so we, um, D'Angelo is a, is a fan of the housewife shows and every so often there is an interview of the housewives uh, or um uh, there'll be an interview of some, you know, famous celebrity uh, that's done on Bravo, and the celebrity is not in the studio. The celebrity is being brought in via Zoom or webcast or web WebEx or whatever the service is. And I I said to D'Angelo, yeah, because it's so easy. It's so much easier to bring somebody in virtually than it is to get them at the studio. Mm -hmm. And to 18 months ago, we would never have said this, right? No we would way. never have said, <laughs> the easier way to do this is to bring them in virtually. And to, you know, just, it would not have happened because mm -hmm. we didn't, most of us didn't really know what that looked like and how to make that happen. So we've learned a lot in the last 18 months, and I challenge anybody listening to us now to take an inventory of the things that you learned during this COVID period in the last 18 months and, uh, you know, applaud yourselves for learning new tricks uh, because, you know, that's not easy to do when you get uh, yourself in a mode and you're ready to go to work and you know everything you need to do and you know how things need to fall in a line and then you're sort of hit with this COVID experience and the fact that everything is online and you have to learn a whole new way of doing things. Well, some of us did that. And now we have that in our bag of mm -hmm. tricks to use. Uh, it's amazing that what we thought was hard 18 months ago has become commonplace. And, you know, that's really kind of the way the world works. You know, what's really cool about it, though, too, just to kind of look into from work into personal right is that when you're doing that work-wise it opens up the doorways to do that in your life as well so you find what other things are fulfilling for me personally what other things can I do as a as a human to grow and be better and I think a lot of people were doing that as well so it it served a dual purpose Apple. If I, you know huh just to just to sort of play off what, what you're saying here, Apple did a uh, Apple News uh, had an article on uh, yes Sunday, excuse me, on Sunday, and the title of the article is "Here's the absurdly simple reason people quit their jobs that no one ever talks about," and you know what that simple reason is? They're unhappy. Exactly. They don't. The workplace is an unhappy place to work in and they're not finding the joy in their work. And uh, that's the simple reason. And I think we're seeing that played out, not only with people that we work with, but in ourselves mm -hmm. and what we're willing to absorb uh, on for the sake of our clients, for the sake of an event, uh, 
you know, I was reading the, uh, an article today about the gentleman who turned down the offer to be the prop master on the film Rust, which is now in the news because as we know, the unfortunate situation of oh. Alec Baldwin shooting what should have been a prop gun and it killing somebody on the set and injuring another person. Uh, the, the prop master who declined the job who was interviewed, uh, saw, saw the writing on the wall, saw that the producers were trying to save money and do a big budget film in, with a small budget. And when you do that, you cut corners and they wanted to, in his estimation, cut corners with regard to the prop staff, the prop team. And there is one position on the prop team that specifically handles guns and is only handling guns during the shooting. And that position did not exist. And so now they're looking into the, the prop assistant who actually did handle the guns, because obviously somebody toyed with those guns. There should not have been a live round in that mm -hmm. gun. And yet there was. So the point I'm making is you can see the catastrophe happening in front of you as this gent did. He saw the writing on the wall. We see the writing on the wall when we're going into events and we know that it's going to be what we call a CF, <laughs> right? And, and yet we try to plow through, we try to push through because we all own an individual piece of that event and, and collectively we have to bring it together. So none of us are in a, in a, in a place to say, I'm not going to do this or I'm going to stop what I do uh, without bringing it to the attention of the host or the client and hoping they'll make the right decisions. Often they do not. And you walk into the CF just like this crew did on the film Rust. So it's a, it's a cautionary tale. Mm -hmm. It really is. And we have to be careful about the jobs that we take and what we agree to do, especially when we see the writing on the wall in front of us. And those of us who've been in the, in the meeting planning and event world for decades know instinctually when that is happening. And we are either deciding to listen or not to listen. And so I'm encouraging all of you out there, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You've been at that crossroads. Really think twice if you're not already doing this after COVID about whether that job is so important to you. Not to belabor this point, because I know we have guests, but uh, at, at SDSU, where I'm now in the master's program for meeting and event management, by the way, we're going to be introducing something with that program very, very soon. Uh, but as a student there, um, we have a network, uh, the students have a network in which we talk to one another and share stories and ideas. And one of the, one of the discussions that we've had to have this year as part of the curriculum is about leadership and some of the leaders that we've had in the past. And uh, right down the board, people on that chat are talking about uh, what is called pace setting bosses or commanding bosses, you know, those who aren't really empathetic and, and, and affiliative and democratic, you know, they set the course and they make you go. We were talking about those. I, I made the comment, it would be great to have a list of good witches and bad witches, 
the good witches are good bosses and the bad witches are bad bosses because now we're in a situation in the world where people are not going back to work because they don't enjoy the workplace. And I would love to see some of those businesses turn around or go out of business so that we're dealing with fewer people who are not emotionally intelligent, are not handling their businesses the right way and, uh, you know, cause havoc, wreak havoc. Well, I want to carry this a little further. I know we have guests, so I won't, I won't belabor too much, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the woo woo and especially lately and, uh, really focusing on spiritual growth and healing and energy work and been doing a lot lately and a lot of these really intense, um, experiences. And one of the things, and I, I won't say I'm learning this, but I think I'm remembering or seeing it and hearing it through really fresh eyes and, and because of COVID. And that is when we're not walking our path, when we're not happy, when we're not fulfilled and we're not living in joy, we are not bettering the world. The energy and, and the negative energy that we harbor when we're unhappy and we're, we have no joy and we're living a life of pure stress does not help or aid anybody or the world. It actually has a consequence, a negative impact and consequence. So trying to find, and I've been surrounding myself with this group of people lately, and it's all love and joy. And you, you've, it's amazing how you feel differently in the morning. And when you're approaching things and it's amazing how it affects your, your decision-making and okay, I know I have to do this thing, but how do I do it and still maintain a little bit of Zen here mm -hmm. and no way close am I there, but I know I need to get there. And I really feel it's where we all need to get to because our planet needs healing. Yes. And the only way it's going to heal is because of us. Yeah, I agree. I think we have to question how much stress we're willing to take and we can take on uh, exactly what you just said. I have done this myself or I know I'm going to go into a stressful period of time, a stressful working situation, and I'm trying to prep myself for it. But no matter how much you prep for it, once you're in it, it's a completely different game, you know, and, and if you're in it and you're losing sleep, because you don't have enough hours in the day, because it's a deadline, right? And things have to be ready. If you're at that point, you cannot be functioning at your best and you cannot be sharing your best with the world. And that's a great point, Alex. Uh, I know I'm not always sharing my best with the world. And the fact that that just starts a, you know, snowball rolling, if you will, um, that's a good way to think about it, you know? because that's nothing that any of us really want. No, no, I, I, I won't say I've never not met people who maybe that's their intention, but it would be on one hand, the number of people I've come across in my life who truly have the intention to make other people unhappy. Right, right. You know, some of us have to admit to ourselves that when we're not feeling happy, we go into that mode of and that's the mode that right that we want to be focused that's what we want to be cognizant of yeah right yeah uh, so that we don't do it uh and then regret it right exactly they, 
Yeah, this is not for those of you who do it and don't regret it because there's no hope. <laughs> Stay to yourselves. Just go away. Just, Just go, go away. away. So who do we have with us today, Ms. Alex? Okay, we have a lovely um, group with us today. So they're a husband and wife duo, and I, I love their energy. It's very, speaking into what we're talking about, very positive, very loving, very energetic. He's a multi-instrumentalist who's performed on American Idol. She is a beautiful singer who was on the X Factor singing competition. They actually met at a singing competition, and now, and I love this, they're living out their dreams together. They also perform with Mark Taylor. He's a drummer and I have to say this, he's a body shaker influencer. And I want to hear a little more about what that means to him because I love that. And he too is a, a multi-instrumentalist. So if we can, please let's welcome Fresh Play. And it's Felicia and Perry that make up Fresh Play. And we have Mark Taylor, their drummer. Hello, We're here with Perry and Felicia and Mark, and they are fresh play and they are deliciously fresh. And it's so fantastic to be with the, here with them here today. Having worked with them on Sunday, D'Angelo is still raving about their performance. So hello, welcome. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. So what 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 D'Angelo can't stop talking about is how effervescent you are on stage and how engaging you are. So talk to me about what drives that. You know, that's, that's for one, we appreciate that. Um, and you know, it's great to be able to just be in a band where the camaraderie and everything is just there, present, you know, um, from a best friend and my wife to one of my best friends in the entire world on drums and Mark, um, it just makes the environment that much more conducive for new ideas, fresh ideas, uh, fresh takes, fresh plays. And you know what I mean? Like it just, I don't know, oozes that, I don't know, just creativity and just uh, just happiness. Like, And we like to bring that to the stage and share that with the people who are there present, whether they're virtual or not, right? So. Uh, like we are today it's, it's just amazing to have within uh the fresh play band and it's it's really something to be i don't know just i don't know i love it we love yeah it. it's a it's it's a great synergy and also when you talk about the people and the makeup of the band our personalities really just mesh uh i've got similar traits to perry and vice versa and i've got similar traits to felicia uh we're kind of both from the same hometown, if you will. So just, this is a lot of commonalities and the personality and, yeah, you know, people pick up on that too in the audience. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've had people come up to us after the show and they said things like, you guys have no idea how infectious it is to watch a band perform, execute, and look like they're literally having fun. Like it's, right. it's a fun experience. And that's what people are looking for when they come out. They want to have a good time. No one's coming out to, you know, just to be out. Like they, they want to have fun. They've had a rough week, a rough day or whatever it might be. And they just want to, they want to do something fun. So we're, we're glad to bring that to the people. Absolutely. However we do it, so. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. And I'm, I'm glad that you, that you um, spoke on those things because we really do have fun. 
it's it's not an act it's real like we enjoy yeah. what we do we enjoy yeah. our time together it's like we're getting together for the first time and it's a brand new band every single time mm -hmm. because we treat it as a new opportunity to to just have joy and have people feel what we feel that's our whole objective it's not just a job for us it's 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 an opportunity to reach someone new and yeah. that's how we that's how we take on every opportunity that we ever have together. I want to say when you guys came in, and I'm sorry, Mark, that you weren't um, with them at that meeting, but we, when they first came into the office, when we first kind of found them and we had a meet and greet and they came in, and I remember it's, it, we've, we've had a lot of artists come in. They're all wonderful, but there was something that was standout about you guys, because I still remember sitting at that conference table with you. It was your birthday. And oh, wow. I just remember feeling in your presence, feeling so good because you do, you have this wonderful, positive, happy, grateful energy about you. And that is infectious. And, and so that, that meeting has not left me after mm -hmm. what a year and a half or something. Oh. Amazing. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's that means a lot. Wow. How do you keep yourselves up and in that spirit after a particularly hard day or setup or maybe some nastiness around any of that? How do you how do you focus on the good? Well, um, I think focusing on the good is something that's cultivated in exceptional people, and when you surround yourself with exceptional people um you have no other choice but to just be right you you get better by osmosis you get better by taking time to meditate and pray whatever it is that you know helps you um but focusing on positivity and just being grateful about life life is going to happen life has ups and downs there are ebbs and flows in life but you have to be able to just push through and continue to be your best self at all times yeah. that's how we do it and there's 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 a gratitude uh aspect to it as well just being grateful for the ability to perform i mean you guys are all performers too and and you know what it's like i'm sure you've had conversations with people um i wish i was in theater or i wish i could play an instrument or i wish i can sing so we're able to do those things so the fact that we're able to do that, I, th I just think there's a level of gratitude as well, uh, regardless if I'm having a bad day or bad moment. Um, I know at some point I got a show today or this weekend, and I'm looking forward to that because I can just let it off and just, you know, just kind of relish in that. So there's, there's certainly a level of gratitude. I think that's key for anything in life. And for me personally, that was a, a hard lesson to learn. Uh, took me a while to get there, but gratitude does uplift you if you focus on it and you are you remain thankful for whatever positivity comes out of anything, right? Even yeah. Like a situation like COVID, right? You try to find the silver lining in anything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, big time. So what did you do, do during the last 18 months when bookings were slim? How did you spend your time ensuring that fresh play would remain fresh? And play. 
And well, play. Yeah. Play. Yeah. I'll tell you this, there were lots, there was lots of play, lots of play. Um, <laughs> for us, uh, you know, we actually took opportunities to write. Um, I guess you could go, if you look at COVID, you had two kind of mentalities during COVID. Like those who wanted to just be down on themselves and have a pity party. And then you had those that were like, wow, this is time to practice. This is time to get better at my craft. This is time to, to pin um, that song that you've been thinking about or that idea. And I can't tell you the number of voice memos and things like that that we've, <laughs> right? Guitar ideas and different things that we put down or um, briefly recorded on our phones or in, in a DAW or something, right? We're just mm -hmm. keeping that creativity going. Mm -hmm. I mean, we released two singles during COVID, right? right? So, right? So, so that those types of things, like we could have had a pity party and said, oh, we're not doing shows. We're not in front of people or whatever. But instead we used that time to actually write and compose and love and live life, right? Despite the craziness in the world. Yeah, and Mark a lot of those memos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs> I said, Mark, Mark got a lot of those voice memos. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, it's funny. So there's, there's an inside joke with us. And uh, I nicknamed uh, Felicia uh, JJ for Joe Jackson. So <laughs> she. <laughs> I see. She's the boss. She's the real boss. She's the taskmaster. You know, she'll <laughs> hey, she'll get on the phone. What are you what are you working on? Are you oh yeah, you working? Okay, all right, okay. So what you been working on? Yeah. So it's it's <laughs> should we all be gratitude? should we all feel gratitude for Felicia? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I exactly. need one of you in my life, Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, I need one of you. So we can just we, should, we can just exchange. Let's let's do it, babe. Let's do <laughs> let's it. Do All it. right. I love it. Absolutely. You can have one of Alex, but you cannot have Alex. She's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spoken for, right? Yeah. He's cemented. Yeah. yeah. So do you produce your own music? You write, so you did you you uh released two singles. Did you self-produce as well? We did. And is that yeah. where Mark does a majority of the work? I'm I'm look I'm seeing a studio, so I'm just assuming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's a facade back here. Uh, no, <laughs> I see. No, um, yeah. Per Perry is uh, he's he's the producer. This is uh, just my uh, my music room. So I've got my drums, uh, you know, all my gear set up, and then you know I tinker with things here and there. Um, you know, you mentioned COVID. What do we do during COVID? That's one of the things I was kind of tinkering with is getting into the, um, you know, the other side of things and just, you know, dabbling, if you will. Um, but yeah, production on a major scale. No, that's not, that's not me. That's, that's, that's Perry O'Neill. Oh, all the way. So. Perry O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I, was I not supposed to say your middle name? I'm sorry. I always blurt out his middle name. It's just like a cool... Perry O'Neill. It is. I love the sound of it. See, there you go, Al. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're all aware of the O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Oh, God. So, oh, um, the two singles that yeah. you released. What is your hope for them, and what is your uh, your plan for any more original music? Yeah. Oh. Oh man, don't get me started on this. Don't get me started. Oh, my goodness. Please get started. He's waking up now. 
it's brewing. I can see it brewing, Mark. All right. Uh, um, so for, for the two singles that we have already released, the the plan for those is just to reach as many people as we can and stretch as, stretch it across as many streams as we can. Um, we tried our best to utilize them in our local shows that we're doing now. Yep. Um, actually, at the last show that we just did with you guys at um, the Marriott, we played one of our original introduction tracks. And it's one of our tracks that we use across all the shows that we do, pretty much just announcing who we are and setting the vibe for the show. Yeah. So D'Angelo was there to listen to that. And um, as far as the other songs that we're planning to produce and write for um, the remaining of this year and years to come, we just wanna reach as many people and touch as many people as we can. Um, like going back to the beginning what we were talking about just wanting to give people that joy. We want to do that and produce that through our music. That is the whole goal. That is the whole objective. Yeah. Feel just like we were talking about ebbs and flows of life like I feel that our music has taken shape in a different way too right we had um the lovey-dovey um originals when we first started like our love we did that um Sundays we, well, right? we were newlyweds right we were, we were newlyweds when we were writing it right and the the chordal structure is even kind of happier or whatever right but then it's like we started moving more towards a little more swaggy material. And then like during quarantine, particularly like the two singles that you asked about, um, they have the quarantine and chill kind of vibe, yeah. right? Because they were true <laughs> R&B records, right? Yeah. So it, it, there's this progression, right? Because in love, there's, there's the happy times, there's the tumultuous times, there's the intimate times, there's the, you know what I'm saying? So we're showing like, the various parts of us in our music. And, you know, when we shared this stuff with Mark, Mark's like, oh, oh, this is perfect for quarantine. Right now, we gotta do this now. We have to release this now, right? And one of the songs is called Rewind, right? And Baby, relax, cause your perfection. And the other one is trust you. And oh, the love I feel for you, I'm trying to capture. They say I'm not myself when I'm without you. So baby, let's just write a new chapter. Chapter. Uh-huh, got me in my zone. Didn't think that I could be on. It usually takes a little more than love. And I ain't talking about Patron. Never met a love like you. Baby girl, I got to be true. You're the best mistake that I ever had.
we were thinking when we come out of COVID, then we'll release it. He's like, no, right? Now we got to do this. You guys are crazy if we don't let it out, if we don't push this stuff or whatever. So it's like, okay, that was a phase. We have this R&B vibe going. Now it's different songs that we have. They're, they have more energy and mm -hmm. it's more like dancey stuff. Dancy. And so it's it's this, it's this roller coaster ride. We're having fun, creating ideas and putting them out there. So, you know, it's not a matter of uh, what we want. We know that we just want to be happy and put the music out there. But it's platforms like this, you know, that give us an opportunity to reach an audience that we wouldn't have had the opportunity to reach before. So, you know, kudos to you guys for having us. I have a question for you. How has being parents and parents during quarantine, how has that affected your music? Mm. Or has it? That's a great question, Alex. <laughs> I love that question. Um, I feel like I feel like we have done a a great job adjusting, especially during COVID. It was difficult for everyone, but I think especially for parents, because for me personally, as well as doing being a musician and a mother, I'm also a homeschool mom. So, and I'm also a vocal teacher. So there's a lot of stretching parts mm -hmm. and there's a lot of arms that I don't have all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was literally like we had to be intentional with our time. Right. And if that was an hour, okay, it's an hour. And he and Perry would stick, stay on me about that. We have an hour. No, put the kids, you know, put them, downstairs have them watch a movie give them some coloring and we're going to focus on this so right. it was yeah just being intentional with the time that you're using for your craft for your for your music and learning and studying and writing and communicating you know because we can get lost in the day mm -hmm. and not have time to put into what we what we're supposed to be doing so i would just say being yeah. intentional that's that's yeah. that's pretty much it being intentional and that's you, it's funny because the parody idea from uh time of our lives you know that song with neo and pitbull right mm -hmm. it's like time of our lives right we did a parody about that saying like we knew our kids would would be awake before eight, eight o'clock right and so it's like there's a whole video the, and everything. It's, it was it was just funny. Yeah. And it got so many likes and views. I'm thinking like, well, we should have put that on TikTok or something. Just, yeah. You know, but even during parenting at home, during quarantine, we were still having fun and still creating, right? Because kids are not a, a they're not a burden, yeah. right? They're, if anything, it's great to actually spend that time with them, that quality time with them that we wouldn't have gotten if we were out, you know, doing a regular nine to five or whatever, you know what I mean? It's just, just yeah. being grateful again. Like yeah. it's another one of those things. Yeah. What were you saying, Mark? No, I agree. I agree. You, you can look at the other side of that coin, which is now you do have this time with them. So yeah. And and they're so young, so impressionable right. at right. this time your kids are. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah. How old are they? They're seven and five. Mm -hmm. My son is seven and my daughter is five. Yeah. So they still need mommy and daddy and they still, uh, you know, they still want to be close and they want to be around. You have a few yes. more years of that before they're like, eh, meh right. to you. Yeah. Yeah, they might not get that way. 
Yeah, it may not. not. It may not. But um, it's to your point, Felicia, earlier about being mindful with your time uh, and being intentional. It's even harder when you're married to someone and you're sharing a space to be intentional. Because yeah. as you say, the day just gets away from you, you know, exactly. so many people have commented how they're busier, they were busier during COVID or had so much more going on or didn't realize how they could fill the day up without working or going to the office, but it's easy to do. Yes. Uh, but yes. so you had to really be intentional. And then Perry, it sounds to me like you had to be the taskmaster there and say, okay, Yes. We need to make this happen. We plan for it. We're going to do it. Yes. Yeah. We switch hats every now and then. Yes. I can see that. How long have you been married? Nine years. Nine years. And you met how? Tell us. You met while you were auditioning for another show. You were on American Idol. We'd love to hear about that. You were on The X Factor. Felicia would love to just hear about that. But how did you meet? What were you auditioning for? We were auditioning for the show X Factor, and it was the first year that Simon Cowell came from the UK to the United States. So that was in year 2011, and we we went to Dallas, Texas. That was our audition. Separately, individually. Yes, separately. We we didn't know anything about, I had no idea who Perry was. He had no idea who Felicia was. Yeah. And we both went because our friends a friend of ours um his friend and my friend were like hey they're having auditions and we should go I ended up missing my LA audition because something came up and my friend was like okay we can we can just drive up to to Dallas and I'm like okay cool girls road trip woohoo let's go and then Perry's friend he had a friend who he had met at in the um, auditions for American Idol yeah. and they connected really closely and then his friend was like we should do this audition in Dallas for the X Factor mm-hmm. so I'm gonna let you continue with the story because you say this part better than me <laughs> well it's crazy because you know a friend from Connecticut connecting with a I say a boy from Arkansas right a young man from Arkansas and these two California girls connecting mm-hmm. all at the one spot right out of twenty-one thousand people and i end up meeting my future wife like that that's mind-blowing really when i think about it i'm just like how did that happen what were the odds when you when you think about the numbers i'm a numbers guy i mean we're talking point zero zero three eight two one like probability right so what were the odds of us meeting out of all those people and in dallas like she could have very easily had done her LA audition and I never would have met her right. or mm-hmm. fortune would have it. I would have met her at some, on some different platform or, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's crazy. And here we are, you know, almost 10 years, well, 10 years, 10 years together, together, but you know, nine married and two kids later is boom. And, <laughs> and a world-class drummer playing with us and we travel and we do all this. It's like, our reality is crazy. Yeah. But when we tell our story, people are just flabbergasted sometimes at, you know, at our reality of like how it really happened. So it's just, yeah. it's just amazing. It's amazing. It's a hopeful story for what's, other people. Just what's yeah. interesting. Yeah. What's interesting to me is that Felicia made it onto X Factor, yeah. right? And yeah. you did not. And you yet you remained together and you got married. 
I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> I was like, dang, I did not. Like, wait, what? <laughs> did you make it onto X Factor that year? Yeah. Yeah. You did, so I, you made <laughs> I made it on Idol first, and then Simon Cowell's team invited me to, you know, come and do X that one. So it was, oh, it was so you a were nice in. Yeah, <laughs> a nice new opportunity. So for me, you know, to pick up a future, a future boo <laughs> was amazing. That's better than a butcher foo. Wow, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Anthony's a joker. Yeah, that's actually, but sometimes yeah. it just falls flat. No, How do you select never. your repertoire for a for an engagement for a private event? How do you select what you're going to be performing that night? So, for me, I love to know who's going to be there. Absolutely. I want to know the age. I want to know the demographic, absolutely, demographics. Yeah. Um, I would also love to know like the location because that tells us pretty much what we need to know when we're picking songs for our corporate shows. Yeah, and I will say even um, to piggyback on that, uh, the theme mm -hmm. of that event, right? It could be an 80s party. It could okay. be a 70s event. It could be, you know, um, We've done a country event, right? Okay. So it's, it's just a matter of yeah. what's needed. And like we said, this is a like we, collaboratory effort for us, right? So we'll call Mark and say, hey, this is what they're saying. You know, what are you thinking, right? And yeah. Mark will list out some things to share with us too and say, hey, you know, I picked up a couple of new tracks that we discussed, blah, blah, blah. Let's maybe we implement that. So everyone just has some input and say so and, and it makes it. It makes it great. That's why yeah. we still have five stars in, in a lot of our reviews, right? Because we're trying to specifically cater to that event. Mm -hmm. Well, that's key. I was sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. No, no, say that again. Ability to adapt to any situation. I think that that yeah. has what's been, um, that's worked for us. We yeah. can adapt mm -hmm. to pretty much any situation. Like we said, we've done the country, we've done the R&B, we've done the pop, we've done the 80s. Yeah. So... And not just not just adapt, but adapt on the fly. Right. Like we, we've yeah. been in the midst of shows and <laughs> okay, we're about to switch things up. Let's go. You know, so yep. being able to uh again have that adaptability is, is is key for the band. And why are you switching things up uh mid midstream? What leads to that decision? Well, um engagement, engagement. Mm -hmm. If we're seeing that uh Say, for instance, uh, a piece of Latin is, is starting to brew and yeah. it's, the crowd is responding to that. We're like, oh, wait a minute, wait, 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 before we get off the Latin and go to, you know, some new pop tunes, let's, 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 let's stay, stay right here for a second, right? And yeah. we'll play around let's with, it. with five more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we call that playing the, playing the audience, which is really key in, in this world right is making sure you're you're observing and you're uh connecting with the audience so that you know what's going to move them and what doesn't so we're really glad to hear that because it's it's what's needed and you can't go on you can't be on stage and feel like you're in a silo and you're just going to do a set list right. and expect that people are going to enjoy it you have to play the crowd and and be intuitive about it and see what's What's happening, right? And, yeah. and you mentioned demographics 
Felicia, what does that inform for you? How does, how does knowing about the people help you select music? Um, I think because, I think because like there could be, there could be a certain, um, like, how do I explain this? Um, it's more than just like age. Okay, so the ethnicity of people, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. The, um, Age. the age yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i mean sure. there's different there's different genres that that spark um uh, relatability yeah right um with those particular types of people yeah i wouldn't in the room. energy yeah i i i yeah. wouldn't necessarily for an example if there's a group of 70 70 to 80 or 80 year, year olds i wouldn't necessarily go and Sing a whole math. bunch of Dua Lipa and Taylor Swift yeah, right, you know, right. and Bruno Mars. No, <laughs> you know that was, you know, to that point, Felicia. We we just did a recent gig. Uh, we came in with a whole. We we had our plan as usual, set right. list plan. We walk in there, and it's an older demographic. And our plan was again the Bruno, the Bruno Mars, the the, the Taylor Swift, and all that. And we switched up and hit them with Sinatra, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, Armstrong. So, yeah, you know, so you got to be able to to be on that swivel, you know, uh, again, to your point, uh, playing the audience. But that demographic was key for us. We didn't know that walking in. You know, nobody's nobody right. going to tell you that, right? Hey, there's going to be a bunch of, um, you know, seasoned people uh, in the audience. Careful, so. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So, so yeah, it's like okay, all right, we got that. You want some blue eyes? We got some blue eyes. All right, <laughs> but that, that that really is the key, yes. uh, and it's something that we teach, and it's something that we try to uh, make our clients aware of as well. That there's definitely people like to hear what they know. To your point earlier, mm -hmm. the ability to associate with the tune, they like to hear what they know, and you've got to give them that. This is um, this is not about people buying a ticket to come and see a particular band who plays particular kinds of music. This is about entertaining a wide, vast of people, uh, you know, a, a swatch of people, if you will, different ages, a variety of people, and you need yes. to find the commonalities between them, right? Absolutely. And if and if they're not there with their spouse, if it's a business meeting and there are no spouses in the room, then you know, kicking it up to a dance beat is not appropriate because people are not going to respond necessarily right. so knowing the details yeah. really that's where the the devil is in the detail they say but that's true when it comes to you know finding the right repertoire and the fact that you are so versatile and you can go from swing and uh you know classic pop to contemporary pop to disco to motown to all of those um it's key and country too which i didn't yeah, know that's, that's interesting a, i didn't know that yeah 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 and spanish and spanish and spanish mm -hmm. tunes you know yeah. so that's now right. when i'm in the room with you i want you to i'm just giving i'm giving you warning when i'm on site with you and i it's bound to happen i'm going to be on site with you probably sooner rather than later i want a greek tune in there just saying oh <laughs> a greek tune oh. A there we go. Tune. She's giving us something new. All right. Because there's so many to choose from. 
Yeah. You'll have I to mean, send us suggestions, Alex. Yes, Alex, you'll have to send us suggestions. <laughs> I don't know what. I can't even think of one. Yeah. Never on Sunday. Uh, There's that, one. There we is that go. from Zorba the Greek? Okay. Yes. Okay. So I used Zorba. to play that on the mandolin for my mom. <laughs> There's a musical. There, there, there has been a musical called Zorba the Greek. So you might find some, uh, some inspiration there. For some Greek okay. music. Throw <laughs> you a curveball. I see. I, I love see. it. I love it. The gauntlet has been thrown. We might surprise <laughs> you, Alex. We might surprise. You know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at your ability to do that at all. Not even. In there fact, I kind of fully expect it. <laughs> That's a great compliment. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Great compliment. still work as a duo or are you are you turning fast and furiously into a trio and is that the beginning of an even larger group yes fantastic question so yes we still we still I only do ask it. fantastic questions by the way but go <laughs> ahead I, I gather that you know wow yet again I am flabbergasted there we go uh, sorry sorry to interrupt <laughs> No, no, for us, we, we definitely still do duo events. Um, like we have a duo event Wednesday, right? However, the core of Fresh Play is Perry, Felicia, and Mark, right? So that when I say we, we've done way more shows as a trio mm -hmm. than we have as a duo, it's just because the energy is different. The drums add that percussive punch. Mm -hmm. And the energy. clients want that, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not too much sound that's happening, right. right? It's the ideal configuration as the trio because you're getting the lows from the keyboards, you're getting the lows from the kick, right? Yet it's a contained sound. It's not so, you know, obnoxious, right? Where they right. can't talk and, you know, communicate or whatever, but it still adds that party atmosphere. Right. But then, like we said, we're still able to adapt and throw in ballads and, you know, Etta James here and Louis Armstrong there and then get back to Bruno and get back to Sierra or whatever. Right. So it's just like having that within the trio. I mean, we've played casinos as a trio. Uh, we've played for fifteen hundred people as a trio. Right. And it's and people are surprised by that. But I'm like, no, it's, the ability that you have so many different ways you can go because he will catch something I'm throwing on keys or he'll throw in a field and I'm like, oh, do it again. And I will play on that. And next thing you know, we got a Latin kind of montoon, right? In, mm -hmm. in the middle of a, of, of a song mm -hmm. that we're just vibing and creating that. And, and by having the drummer there as a trio, that gives us so much more of an edge mm -hmm. and allows us to be more flexible. Right. So, yeah, and, and I was just going to mention really quick that we've we've actually got a lot of compliments about how even as a trio we sound like a full band, yeah. like a full five piece band. Because in our situation, both Perry and I we both sing, we don't, both do lead vocals, and we harmonize. So a typical five piece band will have two singers anyway, drums, keys, guitar bass and then two vocals that's standard right but in our case we have the drums 
two vocals, the harmonies already there. And then the extra feels is what makes it feel like an actual bigger band. So, um, and then actually we took that a step further. So coming out of COVID, we were like, hey, the trio's ramping up. We should really consider adding additional people. Mm -hmm. And so Mark has a great Rolodex of musicians, as do I. And so we were, you know, going through and now we've added a new guitarist and uh, a bass player. Mm -hmm. So now we have a five piece party band for, you know, those corporate events that call for a, a larger configuration, yeah. right? And we have that, we're giving, we're creating options for our clients. And yeah. they, they appreciate that more than anything. And the regular members is what I think you're hitting on because before we've always had that capability, but we'd have to pull in a sub here or a sub there. These are now, you know, fixtures within uh, the fresh play uh, circle. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good to know. So what in your mind is the difference between uh, booking a duo and a trio? Is it, is it, is it a, a financially driven decision or is it about uh, what kind of music you're going to play and I'm asking this because you're still going out as a duo right so right. what what's the difference in your minds why you would sell somebody on a duo rather than perhaps the trio another great question I would definitely say it's probably usually due to budgetary constraints mm -hmm. um they they want the trio usually right they we always lead with the trio right uh, okay mm -hmm. um but it's <laughs> they're like whoa okay wait 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 um what if we shaved off an hour and that's happened too right mm -hmm. where they wanted to shave off an hour and we still ended up with the trio right or they're just like okay well um you know my husband or my spouse or whatever they were saying that um maybe it should be more of an acoustic sort of feel and vibe right can you just bring your can you just bring your acoustic guitar and the keyboard and you guys do vocals mm -hmm. and it works right because they're just wanting more of a like a small cocktail hour kind right. of vibe a right background so vibe. yeah we're always we're always asking for the details of what they're looking for and like i said we're leading with the trio um and they're like well no actually create more of a, a party atmosphere can you add one more player so then we'll loop in a bass player because I know Mark is a, he's played with bass players for many years, right? So drums and bass go hand in hand. So he's like, hey, call the bass player, call them up and, and yeah. whatever. And so we just have to make sure that budget is there and all that. But, right. you know, instead of the duo, of course, we're leading with trio. But there has been sometimes some points where we've had um, people who have the budget and they want the three piece, but they don't necessarily want the the party vibe, right. want, the background, the easy listening. Mm -hmm. And right. the awesome thing about Mark, he has his full kit. Yeah. And then he also has his Octopad. Mark, you want to share about your Octopad? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, versatility is key, you know, especially mm -hmm. when working with, um, you know, a band such as this, you know, and I got to say, I've been in a lot of different bands over the years. And uh, in terms of the talent level, I think when you have a talent level that's here, uh, it creates space for you to be versatile. Uh, so you can cover uh, a lot of different areas. And, you know, again, back to that word adaptability, you have to be able to, 
you know, change on a dime. So part of that for me is to match that versatility. So what can I bring to the table that's different? So to Felicia's point, we, you know, I can come full kit with drums if the show calls for that, or we can go fully digital and we can go electronic and break it down to, you know, a couple of different pieces um, for, you know, space confinement or even volume control, um, you know, all the way down to, you know, if they do want that kind of acoustic feel, then I'll just bring out a cajon. So, uh, you know, just play that cajon box. So it, it really just drives home for me just the fact that you got to be versatile, you know, and, you know, again, we're a versatile band. So, you know, it's, it's challenging to me. Now I've never played a cajon before playing with these really? guys, you know, if you asked me to play a cajon before, I'd probably look at you crazy, you know, um, and, you know, even other situations, people have asked me before, can you, can you play the cungas? I'm like, no, I don't play cungas. Um, so I play <laughs> drums. So, you know, but it, it's, again, back to being in this environment, I had to, it's, it, it's a mindset, a mindset. I had to kind of shift my mindset and, um, you know, just kind of observe and assess what we're doing and, and execute it. So uh, being versatile is huge, huge mm -hmm. fresh play. I have a question for you because mm -hmm. I'm very curious. Can you speak to me, Mark, about being a body shaker influencer? <laughs> I have to know. Can you show us? I'm sorry for the assistant, but I really want to see it. <laughs> well, you know, as a drummer, you know, we- No, we, we don't we know. Have, we, we don't we know. Have, have, <laughs> we have a responsibility, you know, as a drummer, you know. So my responsibility is, you know, make sure your toes tapping, your fingers snapping, booty wiggle with a little okay. shoulder shiggle you know so okay. all right i got you <laughs> whatever makes it. your body move so. that sounds like a song to me it really booty does wiggle, shoulder shiggle <laughs> wait a second let me write this down hold on <laughs> yeah so. you wrote down your green tune by the way just so you yeah. know Ed. there you go there you go <laughs> jj yeah. okay well, so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no that's you know and that's really kind of my approach to music alex is uh, as a drummer, you know, it's, it's your voice, right? You have so many ways you can express yourself. And my mindset, just kind of growing up within music, you know, my father, he was a, a bass, still is a bass player, uh, songer, uh, excuse me, singer, songwriter. Um, and he, he just had a huge influence on my life musically. And, you know, part of that was understanding that you've got one job as the drummer. And that is to lock down that pocket, hold time, and, you know, make sure that people can feel the song. Like, don't ever think you're above the song. Mm -hmm. So part of that for me is just making sure things stay uh, cohesive and consistent. So, yeah. That's great. Um, you have really been mindful about the way that you are approaching your music and the versatility is so important for us because it gives us many, many more opportunities to propose you out to potential buyers. So kudos for understanding that because you're all still very young and oh, you already get it. I know I said that for you, Mark. Thank you. Specifically. We all it's the good self. <laughs> it's the good Sorry. skin. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, the the ability to uh, switch dynamic on a dime, switch genre on a dime, and connect with the audience is what 
we're all about. And it's so great to have you in our stead now and to know of all of these uh, variables that we have to, to play with, quite honestly. Okay. And, and I would say that the duo, not because we don't love Mark, but the duo is, is still very relevant in, in today's corporate world, if you will, for background music and smaller events uh, and you know those that just want something really low key. So you've got a lot of opportunity there with the duo, with the trio. And my only other suggestion would be a five piece is great. Uh, that will raise your price. If you've already got the sound of five pieces and you're getting and you're doing that with three and you're keeping your price point underneath those five piece bands, you're really you're really in a niche by yourself. So don't discount that because there are not a lot of trios that can do that. And now we're moving into 2022 and the word on the street is that prices are going to go up everywhere. I'm already seeing it in hotel rooms, in the price of food and beverage. So keeping yourself lean is a great way to approach 2022 as a trio and then give yourself time to build up. And I would say, this is just my recommendation, you'd want to go beyond a five piece and add some horns to, to make that something that's very distinct and different from the trio and what you can do now, because the five piece is just going to add more bodies, you know, and, and more vibration, obviously to the room, <laughs> right. Yes. But you're not going to get as much out of that as you would like an eight piece. So just throwing that out at you, adding those horns is it just brings you to, I could see the smile on your face. It just brings you to- You're all in my head, yeah. Yeah, you know already. So don't, uh, that's just my own suggestion as somebody who is, you know, in the, the meeting world, weddings may be a little different because sometimes, you know, they want to see the people up there and it matters to them. But in, in the meeting market, it's not always about the number of people. It's about the sound and the energy. And if you're bringing it as a trio, dang it, yeah, Don't, yeah. continue to yeah. do that for sure. So when you, when you grow your band, I would just say, don't lose the flexibility that you're giving us now with the trio. Don't lose that at all. You know, don't lock yourselves okay. in. It sounds like right now you already know the more you can offer, the more money you're going to make. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. 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 Absolutely. And that, yeah. you know, and, the, and even just listening about the fact that you, you can use, uh, you can digitize the drums and you use the digital drum. What is that called? The drum box? Uh, it's an octopad. An uh, octopad from Roland. Yeah. from Roland, right. That you can use that. Uh, that could add a level of dimension, a layer of dimension to what you're doing now. You're, the music that you're producing now, that makes it feel even more fresh and gives it a, you know, a more contemporary feel. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know that already. Yeah. So, yeah, those 808s, yeah. different things. It's, it, he's like a kid in a candy store and he goes in and starts. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I, I started on drums. So we connected immediately about that, right? So then he's like, hey, look at this option. And they have this and then we can do this. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's do all of that. <laughs> let's do all of that. I'd love to know, I'm going to get a little in, into your relationships here, but 
what happens? Does it happen? Do you ever disagree? And when you disagree, how do you maintain the relationship throughout any kind of disagreement about whatever it might be? We absolutely do disagree. Yeah. And I think that that's healthy. I think that if they call me J, they call me JJ for a reason, but, uh -huh. but, <laughs> and she's the first one to speak up on this question, by the way, too. You know, I, uh -huh. Because you're, I'm, I'm happy to speak on this because we, we can be in the middle of a show and there's something maybe that's sour that happens. And I, I will wait to, to, tell, to let them know about it, but they receive it well and vice versa. I right. think that you have to have that in a band yeah. setting because yeah. there's that's the only way to grow and to be better and to be more mindful when, when we're doing that song again, right? Yeah, right. So um, I just think that it's healthy. You have to be able to receive when you know when something's not going as it should and how to correct it for the next time we call it to we agree to disagree yep right mm -hmm. uh, yes yeah. mm -hmm. that's what it is you know <laughs> and and mark have you have you ever felt like the third wheel in in this uh collaboration no not at all um i just think we're good communicators right, right. we're good communicators and I just think that there's there's this genuine there's genuine feelings between us, and um, you know we we even do things outside of music together. So there's there's that bond. Um, so uh, Perry and I, you know, that's that's my brother. You know, oh, yeah. and, uh, you know Felicia, that's my sister. You know, so it's no, I, I don't feel like a third wheel at all. You know, so um, I'm just happy to be you know, on stage with these, with these great people. So, uh, uber talented, uber fun. And, uh, yeah. And a lot of trust between you. It's oh, big time. Oh, big time. Yeah. Absolutely. Immense Absolutely. amount of trust. Yeah. Yeah. We love, we love Mark. We love his family. Yeah. Um, he's met our family. Like he said, we've connected outside of music yeah. and it's just, it's just yeah. what it is. It's and more than music. Yeah, it's more <laughs> than music. Years there you go. Years and years to come. We Otherwise, say, we'll have to come stalk you. We say we're riding, <laughs> we're riding into the wheels, follow. Yeah. Good. Good. You can't replace that, you know, and it goes beyond, as you just said, it goes beyond the music. And the audiences are already catching the fact that the three of you get along so well on stage and you're enjoying what you're doing. And you're so right on about that. That's what they feel. That's what they see. And that's what they carry home with them. You could put two bands side by side next to one another. They could play the same tune the same way. One of them with energy and enthusiasm and one of them like they're playing just about any other gig. And the difference will be very palpable between the two. And it's not something that you can teach. And it really does take a mindfulness and a, an awareness that the world isn't all about us. And that isn't easy for most artists to come to because you know we focus on ourselves we focus on our art we're you know we're practicing on our on ourselves and on our presentation and it's all about us 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 or me 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 but come when on. you're in the room with it with an audience it's got to be about them come on come on yes so you yeah, yeah right right yeah Amen. Right. I'm speaking to the chorus. Oh, we're going to church. We're going to yeah. church. <laughs> <laughs> Can yeah. I get a hallelujah? Yeah. And yes, you Lord. either yes, get Lord. it 
or you don't get it. Is you either it is. get it or you don't get it, right? Yeah. And you could be as famous as I'll get out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, you have, it does not matter. You could be the most famous person. I've seen in at least an hour market. Again, it's different from uh, a concert setting. Somebody, the audience, they're all buying a ticket to go see an artist that they want to see. In mm -hmm. our world, we're bringing in artists that somebody has chosen for everybody else. Right. So it's right. a different, even, you know, I've had heart on stage uh, in front oh, of wow. an audience that weren't necessarily heart fans. And I could see how, wow, that was really, they got through it. They were great, but I could see how it was a bit harder for them because here they were now performing on the stage in front of people that didn't buy a ticket to see them. It's a completely different feeling. Yes. Then when you know these people are here for us, right? Yeah. And it's it's not easy for that transition to happen, even with the best of them. So the fact that you are already in that mind space of we love what we do, yes, and it's for us, yes, because we love it. But ultimately, what we do at this particular event is for these people. And so we're going to make sure that we're connecting with these people in front of us the best way we can because it's all about them right now. That right. is terrific thinking. Yeah. Well, love isn't love if you don't share it. And whether it's love for self or love for another person or love for music, it doesn't mean a thing if you're not sharing it and you guys that's share it. Yeah. Man on that. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Wow. That's well said. Yeah. You're yeah. saying amens now. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> so, so what's next for the trio? What, what have you got booked? Yeah, we have uh, we had a couple of things next month. Uh, the uh, and then the five piece band is playing at a casino, right. and then the trio is also doing trio is doing another um, private party. So things are things are definitely cooking up uh, coming out of COVID strong. So you know yeah. I can only imagine twenty twenty two just blowing this thing out 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 of the so it sounds to me like you're trying out the 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 five piece in the casino setting. We is are. Where, is is that where you're tightening that that product up? We are. Good. Yep. And you've thought and about. It, so it, and it helps because it's a sort of an impromptu environment as yeah. well, right? Yes. Yes. So, Which casino and, are you playing? Uh, Hamul Casino, Psych uh, oh. Casino, and um, we're looking at Pala Casino. Great. As a matter of fact, so yeah. Send me, um, if you would, would you send me? You, you've got my email. Send me those dates. You got it. Okay. I would love, even if you know, I'm not working the event. I'd love to um, come out and see you guys and bring some friends and do some dates. Oh, we'd love yeah. to have you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love that. We you do got some it. work. We do some work at Humble Casino as well. So we're there. Oh, excellent. Not, not as often as you probably, but we are in and out of that casino. And um, this is this Friday night at Humble with the five piece? No. Uh, no, that is, what day is that? It's in, it's in November. November. Yeah, let us know those dates. Absolutely. Humble and Saquon, yeah. And what are you doing with regard to wardrobe? 
now that you're a five piece, how are you going to um, think about your look as a five piece? So in our promo video for our five piece, we have all white. We're doing all white and it's, it's clean, it's fresh, it's, it has that, that look, that swagger to it, which mm -hmm. we want the clients to buy in on, right? Mm -hmm. um, even from the trio standpoint, um, we have matching blazers, these, these really dope black and red blazers. Right. And um, we wore them at the event on Sunday that we did for you guys. Um, but that was in our promotional video as well, where they're seeing a different side of it, right? It's the, the trio, right? It looks more corporate, but the five piece looks more party bandish, like that right. edge right. and sweater. So, yeah. and, and, you know, you guys will be getting the um, pro promo video and promo link and all that. So you'll have that um, in your arsenal when you are pitching the band, um, but the pictures and everything, they kind of speak for themselves when you see it. Now, what about the idea of a show band? Is that something that you might aspire to as well? Uh, getting, uh, you know, getting to a point where you've got, uh, I would say, seven to eight pieces on stage as a minimum, and then uh, choreographing the performance with costume changes, and you know, having the the uh, the horn players step in time and giving the singers some you know choreography. Is that something that you aspire to as well? Absolutely, 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 absolutely. And we've been in situations where we, um, you know, especially in like freelance uh, freelance gigs and things like that, uh, we're in those sort of configurations already, which is great. But with it being our brand, mm -hmm. that's the difference, right? right? I believe that Perry is the difference. Felicia is the difference. Mark is the difference, right? Um, and so when we do get to that level, right, which, I mean, technically right now, we already have access to horn players. We have a, a, at least two horns that we can call on right now. Obviously, this ideal is to have three, right? The trombone, the trumpet, and saxophone. Um, we have two of those already. The third one, I wouldn't say is directly accessible because he's in LA. So it's like, you know, having those local, that local talent right here in San Diego or San Diego County is crucial um, yes. because that's how we can play the bigger stages. Um, and at, like you said, to that point, having wardrobe changes and all that. Mark and uh, the three of us are all about fashion anyway. So <laughs> we have an opportunity <laughs> to there's a wardrobe changes and all uh, this Woo, that's, I'm we're looking so that's exciting i love it look I at this it. room look at this room of course, i know it's, i know and i'm looking at your what you're wearing and you look pretty decked out pretty sharp so <laughs> and and now with uh with Amazon and online shopping you can find almost any kind of jacket for right. stage looks that that work I remember when I was doing a show, I would be scouring shops looking for something that was unique and different that would be stage worthy, that wouldn't cost me a lot of money to have custom made. And it was so hard, but now, goodness, you can find almost anything. And the more, sometimes the more, uh, the crazier the pattern it is, sometimes the better it is for an onstage look. Absolutely. Right? You know, you've got to stand out. Absolutely. So, so life is good, life is happy. Yeah. Yes. Are the kids musical? 
Absolutely. Are they, are they good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to ask that question. Yeah. yeah, like it's kind of creepy, actually. Yeah. Really? You yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the kids and I hear them singing. They're doing harmonies. Uh, Felicia created a little jingle for their bedtime. Them bedtime and them catching the harmonies right out of the air, just like that. Not not even trying. It's, it's almost as if it's all second nature. It's, it's all natural. Yeah. And they're only five and seven. They're getting it from osmosis, by osmosis, I think, from the two of you. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. I never I never hit a golf ball in my life, but I watched my father play golf and then we would have to watch golf on Sunday. And the first golf lesson I took, I knew how to do it, but I had never done it. Wow. Just by watching and observing, and I'm sure the same thing is happening with your kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're soaking Dude. it up. They're sponges. So, so, Anthony, that probably means you can play the drums too. Maybe it does, <laughs> but I didn't get to see my father actually play the drums, though. Ah, uh, okay. That's yeah, that was before my time. Yeah, he gave it up for parenthood. Let's just say, uh, there you um, go. right? There you go. I, I I know that move. Yeah. It is, it is what it is. It is what it is. So uh, anything else that you'd like to share with us? If not, we can let you go because this has been a really yeah. mind opening and incredible experience with you, chatting with you today and learning more about you. And this is just the beginning for us. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, no, nah, this was fun. I had a blast, so. Me too. Yeah, thank you so Great. much for having us. I'm, I'm gonna close with, uh, close with a little quote. It said, uh, you know, when you come to the end of your rope, tie a knot, and hang on. So to anyone listening and needed a little encouragement for tomorrow, there you go. All right. I like that. I love that. I might just have to, and then I'm gonna have to write that down. I like Can that. Can you say it one more time? When you've come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. And that's not tie a knot and put it around somebody's neck. That's tie a knot. <laughs> That's correct. Hang on. Okay. That's correct. Come? I appreciate that. The, the I wanted to be. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's needed after that moment of Zen inspiration. Gratification was. You couldn't needed. help it. That's leave that's, it yeah, to me. I will ruin everything. Just leave it to me. It. Don't you I worry. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Alicia Perry O'Neill Mark. Thank you so much JJ. talking to Fresh Play and it is fresh and it is play. And yes, so there's right. nothing better than that, right? Nothing. That's right. Nothing. That's right. That's right. Thank you all so much Thank for having you us. You guys are amazing. Thank you guys. Peace to peace. Wow, they are just so terrific. Uh, the three of them, Fresh Play, yes. Felicia, and uh, Mark and um, Perry, <laughs> Perry O'Neill. How, how could I go off on that Because <laughs> you're just uh, overwhelmed by I'm their a, awesomeness. I am, I am. They're really terrific people and that's exactly why they're on our roster. Mm -hmm.
so that's it for us today. It's been a grand episode 50 with Fresh Play. Uh, if you enjoyed hearing us today, please give us five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, or if you're listening anywhere, Stret, uh, Stitcher, on Spotify, uh, just keep listening and let your friends know you're listening and tell them about us if you would. And that is it. Unless you want to connect with us online, then all you have to do is go to bolada.com and look for the podcast tab. And then you can let us know anything you'd like. That's it for us signing out. I'm Anthony Bellotta, along with Alex Supposed the Ladies. Say goodbye, Alex. Goodbye.